<laughs> Welcome to Connecting with Film, bonding over the big screen. This week, eighth grade. Today we're talking about Eighth Grade, a film written and directed by Bo Burnham, starring Elsie Fisher as the lead, Kayla, and supporting actors Josh Hamilton and Emily Robinson. This film is a coming-of-age story about a girl who's in her last week of Eighth Grade, who is pretty dissatisfied with the way her life is. She doesn't really have friends. Um, she is voted most quiet. Uh, for her middle school superlative, um, which is something she really doesn't want to be. But her uh, anxiety is so powerful, it really prevents her from living the life that she wants. And so we see things progress and uh, start to get better. Um, Of course, there are some bad moments as well. With me today are Paul. Howdy. Melanie. Hello. Sweet Perry. Hello. And myself. We all do film making stuff. Uh, so what do you guys think of the movie? I thought it was a little uncomfortable, to be honest. But <laughs> Definitely. That, I believe, is what the director was going for. <laughs> yeah, I, I mentioned to somebody uh, earlier today that this movie feels almost like a documentary in the style with so many long takes and how much it forces you to look at something uncomfortable and the camera doesn't cut. So there's no relief of that tension. And like Paul said, I think it's, it's intentional um, to make you feel kind of what the experience of being an eighth grader at this time is like for a lot of people. But yeah, it was painful to watch a lot of the time. I um, watched a little uh, YouTuber, she was a tween, and talking about this film, and she said she made her dad watch it, and she said her dad thought it was a documentary. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, So all that to say is I think they did a great job kind of hitting those tween years. Um, What was it, what's it like, and how does it feel? Yeah, I think... Unlike our last podcast, which was RRR, I would not say this film has infinite rewatchability um, because it's just so uncomfortable. But for me, I recognize, like, I think it's brilliant. I I do, I really enjoy this movie. And I, I think it exists in a space that is very necessary and that a lot of other things don't exist in. Um, And I think everyone should watch it one time. (laughs) I've seen it twice. I saw it in theaters when it came out several years ago, and then I watched it again this week. Um, I probably won't rewatch it again for like at least five more years because for me personally, it just, it's almost like triggering for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But, she has a panic attack. She's yeah. constantly in situations that would give me panic attacks. Yeah, her like, I I just think like her the casting is really do- it was really well done. Yeah, I think yeah I think she's 
really well cast. I think picking someone who has an average teenage girl body was yes. a brilliant idea. Necessary. Um, that's exactly what my body looked like in middle school, and I was yeah. just as self so I was just as self conscious about it. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's very very interesting. A lot of coming of age stories um, with young women are actually like they look like these 18 plus hotties because a lot of time they're and, played by 20 year olds and Elsie Fisher was actually 14 when they shot this yeah it's it's much more of like this is what it's actually like to be in this situation yeah. as opposed to a lot of traditional coming of age stories the director he does stand-up comedy that's um, right. <laughs> and he actually talks a lot and even some of his comedy deals with the anxiety that he feels. Mm-hmm. And in an interview, he talked about, he wanted to do a film, um, because a lot of his fans connected with the anxiety that he shared and he didn't understand why, because I'm on stage doing comedy. So I'm afraid of the people. What are they necessarily afraid of? And then that dived into social media a lot. So. Uh, really interesting how social media is causing this incredible rise of anxiety. Yeah, I think related watching, um, go watch Inside, which is Bo Burnham's pandemic Netflix special that he made completely by himself. Um, I think it's also for like a year. Yeah, I think it's just brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah I think- it's interesting. His Bo Burnham's story as he did stand up, he became famous. Um, for like some videos he made in his room like of I him said, yeah he was a youtube comedy. musician yeah and then he became a stand-up comic and then you know he took a break from comedy for like five years because he started having severe panic attacks when he was on stage like all of the time and um it's interesting because that realization helped me to figure out lis- listening to him talk about it helped me to actually figure out that I have pretty serious anxiety and there are a lot of times where I've had panic attacks in social settings and pushed through them which in his story everyone's like that's amazing he was able to keep going in a panic attack and I was like oh so that's not normal maybe I don't have to do that either <laughs> yeah anyways, um the movie thinking about Mary? yeah thinking about uh uh eighth grade it was uh, th- there was definitely some things where I was like, this was done really well. I mean, like so the acting. Obviously, these are all actors that are not uh, names that you know household names. Um, and I thought they all did really well. Um, what's her name? Ilse Ilse. Is that right? No, El Elsie. Elsie. Her name's Elsie. She plays Kayla. Elsie. Yeah, she did an outstanding job, like of really depicting the awkwardness. The lack of confidence and uh you know the dad i thought was fantastic and just yeah all the acting and then the just the overall depiction of eighth grade into high early high school just i thought my physical reaction of cringe and uncomfortableness is a testament to how well he depicted that kind of stage of life um, I'm probably the most recently removed from that uh, of the four of us. And so for that reason, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty painful, uh, not necessarily enjoyable um, to, to kind of enter back into that. 
Um, oh yeah, it's yeah. It's like this is the worst. Middle school and high school were the worst, and I'm remembering all of that. Yeah, and then and then just like thinking about it from like a movie standpoint, I just I was kind of waiting for for the hook. Uh, for the growth of the characters, and you get some, uh, you get definitely get some growth from Elsie, um, but it just it truly the word like coming of age is getting very, uh, it's kind of becoming a turnoff for me in movies because I've it's just been so many coming of age stories lately, and the last few that I've seen I think are just have just I've just been bored um with where they go like it's fun to kind of enter in and then as they go you're like is something gonna happen is something gonna happen and nothing you know at the end it's like okay a little you know it it was really just a kind of a day in the life or a week in the life or whatever um yeah i was gonna say it's it's very slice of life like it's the category i'd put it in but you can see like her whole life trajectory i feel like changing Mm -hmm. From going where she, what she wants to do with her time is get sucked into social media essentially mm-hmm. and ignore the world. And like that's where she lives, which I think is really common experience. Yeah. Um, and in the film, by the end, she's met someone who inspired her to be her actual self and to have confidence and to be brave. And um, she also connects with her dad who they seem to have a pretty awful relationship in the beginning. And I think that friendship that she develops with her dad is huge mm-hmm. and is really going to make a positive difference in her life. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things is how the topics of her YouTube videos kind of parallel her growth or lack thereof during the film Um, And, like, what she's currently struggling with is, like, what she does her YouTube video about. Um, And I like watching that trajectory. Um, And I also really enjoy, I think, the sound design in this movie is really well done as well. Um, Just, like, the music that's, like, blasting through her headphones. And then she pulls out a headphone so you can hear the dialogue from someone else. And, um, like Derek mentioned earlier, whenever she sees the, like teen heartthrob that she has a crush on like he has like a soundtrack um, it's so it's so good <laughs> and he's just the like this the way his eyes just kid. like explode yeah. uh, yeah. on the screen after he so wins best cinematic where yeah. nothing else is and then he's just this scrawny little little middle schooler literally weighs yeah. 80 pounds like <laughs> um and he's the worst Yes. <laughs> that scene where they're under the desk and she's yeah. talking to him and she's like trying to manipulate Impressive. him into giving her a chance. And it was, <laughs> I did laugh at that. My wife was in the room and she felt a little uncomfortable from that <sighs> scene and wanted to leave the room. But I, I was laughing a little bit. Yeah. I think not necessarily exactly that part, but in a lot of ways. My wife watched a big portion of the film with me, and she's like, poor girl, this all makes sense. Like, of course this is happening. Yeah, this movie also makes me really grateful that Instagram did not exist when I was in middle school. Oh my gosh, seriously. (laughs) And Snapchat. I got those things in college, and that was already too early, so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I cannot, I literally can't imagine. And now thinking about, like, raising my kid 
to live in this world and like how how do you even deal mm-hmm. yeah if uh yeah if you're a parent of like a young person i think this film is maybe a must watch yeah just to get an idea of what this experience can be like you know and maybe see those warning signals if they're happening or know what to work on to avoid um obviously it's not going to cover everything but i think it's like a like like paul is talking about like you could mistake this for a documentary i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point derek that i think even if like even if we're not necessarily saying you're gonna love this film it no. really is an important watch yeah because of it because it depicts it so well uh paul you've been quiet for a while i think we haven't really talked about the themes a ton yet what are you uh picking up on the themes um yeah uh obviously spoilers um yeah i think i kind of watched it through i i obviously was connecting with kayla but also seeing it from the dad's point of view because i am a dad and i've got three girls all way older than that but um it was interesting to see how the director really used that father-daughter relationship to help really have Kayla do the life change. It's after the talk outside by the fire that Kayla is able to stand up to the mean girl, not follow the hot guy she's been drooling after the whole time, but end up with the guy who actually cares for her. I mean, whenever you go over to someone's house and they're getting chicken nuggets for you, <laughs> to have all the sauces, all the sauces, that is pretty cool. And then to connect on <laughs> oh um, yeah. other levels too. But they it's so like, awkward yeah. and uncomfortable, but adorable. Yeah, yeah it, it, exactly. And that's kind of how life is. But um, really saw, I think one of the biggest themes for me was um, what's it like to be a true friend? Even when um, she is trying to push him away, she's calling him stupid. He doesn't know what's going on. He's there for her, and after a her really, dad. and after a really hard time, she tries to push him away, but he won't go. And there ends up just being this huge embrace. And you're actually watching it from outside the room, which I thought was really, really good. Like we're kind of easing in on this moment, so it did really feel like a documentary there, but. It was that unconditional love and acceptance that really spawned the change. Yeah. Yeah. I think another theme I kind of picked up on after talking with my husband about this, after we watched it together, um, is just the, like the importance of finding your people. Um, Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about like this movie really brings up a lot of stuff about middle school for both of us but my husband in particular was like you know I don't there's a lot of it I don't connect with and I think the reason why is because like I was super nerdy in middle school but I also had three other nerdy guys who we like did everything together and I think part of the deal with Kayla is she literally has zero friends like she doesn't have like anyone that she can confide in or be with doing dorky things like when I was in middle school I made like dumb videos on my digital camera with my best friend you know and so like I was not a popular in the popular crowd but you know I had just I had my best friend and we would like do things together and we were and we're still friends like I was talking to her last night I liked how you said that Mel finding your people yeah that's good 
I, I noticed the theme of of um and I mean you've kind of we've kind of skirted this like touched on this a little bit with the other themes but just like the pressure involved with needing to perform in a certain way to conform in a certain way to be valuable in this stage of life and that looks like you know you have to have this social media presence you have to have people clicking the like button um you have to have people looking at your picture especially from a female perspective this is probably more i mean obviously i can't uh say from my personal experience for for this one but my my assumption and my understanding is that from a female perspective in this stage of life you like have to get that uh get those likes and those comments saying you're beautiful or hottie or whatever you know to your instagram or your snapchat posts with those dog filters or whatever (laughs) and uh and that just gives that like dopamine rush and and there's a lot of psychological stuff that um goes with that as well but there's just so much pressure to like maintain that facade and i think every teenager probably feels like imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. thinking that they are there if anybody truly knew that I wasn't this cool or this confident or this whatever you know like um then they feel like nobody would like them and just immense weight um of trying to be that model that everybody's trying to be yeah pretty much every interaction with another human that Kayla has is like an oof moment but one of the biggest oof moments for me in the movie is actually when she's by herself and it's when she spends like 20 minutes doing her makeup and then gets back in bed and is like oh woke up like this and like sends a snapchat with all her makeup on as like to pretend like she just woke up looking that beautiful (laughs) in full face of makeup um it's like truly what you're saying Perry like it the pressure is 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 so so high it's kind of interesting because the pressure on every i'd say every human being in many different cultures is still that way to perform in areas maybe you're not comfortable with to to kind of feel like you have it all together and stuff like that to different degrees but i'm definitely not arguing that that is one of the main focuses of this film and really just looking at social media but i'm much older and I don't do much at all on social media, but I still do feel those pressures and they actually can overcome me at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those pressures change probably a little bit too. Like I'm just, I'm thinking about like my older sister, two years, two years older than me. And she, I just think about like how in like high school, she, the way she would dress or the people she really wanted to hang out with and how that changed so much until into college and now into uh, adult life. Like, she doesn't care what people think if she goes out wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Whereas in, you know, high school, it's like, you gotta get dolled up for, for your friends and whatever. Um, and so things, so yeah, I guess those pressures and what you care that people think of you change. Um, but you still have, have the pressure of something in life. Yeah. I think we can all relate to feeling like we need to be somebody else to be acceptable in situations. I think it's even more devastating um, in Elsie's situation or Kayla because she is in, like middle schoolers are in their very formative years. They don't know who they are Mm -hmm. or what they want to do and they're figuring it out, but you don't get a chance to actually figure it out 
if you're so concerned about meeting some criteria that's been set before you instead of like finding out what she likes to do and who she wants to be friends with it's more of like this is who i have to be and what i have to do to be accepted yeah i can totally see that derek good point i think we've we've talked about the themes pretty good amount i I think family is definitely in there Mm -hmm. um be yourself is definitely in there be yourself whatever that means don't care what other people think (laughs) yeah i really um want to mention um the one scene about her and her dad where they kind of reconcile in the end um i just want to read that quote because to me that moment was like everything Mm -hmm. and kayla says do i make you sad i don't know sometimes when i think that I'm older, I'll have a daughter of my own or something. And I feel like if she was like me, then being her mom would make me sad all the time. I love her because she's my daughter, but I think if she turned out like me, that being her mom would be really sad. And that's just heartbreaking to hear. Um, And then her dad responds in this beautiful way about how um, he, he... she he likes her so much and he's so so happy to be her dad um it's beyond anything he could describe it's easy to love her so easy to be proud of her um and then he talks about how you know he was worried about her when her mom left when she was a baby because he didn't know how she was going to turn out and if she was going to be okay um but then as she grew up he said all the things that i was worried that like I would have to teach you and I didn't know how they would go, like how to be nice and how to share and care about other people's feelings. You just started doing them on your own. People would compliment me and say like, you, you've done a really good job raising your daughter. He's like, but I didn't do anything. I just watched. I just watched you grow up and do these on your own. And the more that I watched you, the less scared I got. Um, and the more I realized you are okay and you're going to be okay. And I thought that mm. moment was so uh, heartfelt and touching because I think one of the other themes that we haven't touched on as much is like, how do you know that you're going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I how think... How do you know you are acceptable? I think... I'm glad you read Elsie's or Kayla's quote like word for word because I think there really is something in the way she says, if she turned out like me, because to Kayla, it feels like she's already done. Like she's turned out mm-hmm. this way and there's no going forward. There's no, this is it. Like that's how it feels yeah. when you're in middle school, when you're in high school. Like this is who I, this is like my fate. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. but you're, you're I'm so already far. An adult. I'm finished exactly. growing. Yeah. Like you're so far from who you're going to be. Like you have so much changing left to do and growing, but you don't always realize it. Um, and just having someone say, you know, it's it's going to be okay. Like Things are, are going to change and, and it won't always be like this. Mm. Yeah, I just also wanted to add that one thing this movie does so, so, so well is depicting like a father who just really loves his daughter and wants to like the whole movie. She is treating him like the most intolerable person parent because just because he doesn't understand or just because that's what kids do is they like don't like their parents you know because they're not cool um but 
he they they just depict him as a, such a loving father that just puts up with it and serves out of his love for his daughter even if he doesn't really know what he should do or know what she needs but he loves her so much and He's i think so these hard. coming of age he is trying so hard and i think some of these coming of age stories have have rubbed me the wrong way recently because they depict sometimes from the kid's perspective of like my parents are wrong they don't understand me they don't let me do what i want and then the the moral is like the parents need to let the child be or let the child be who they are you know i'm thinking of like turning red I just think really villainized the parents. And so this, I just really liked that they really showed that dad cares so much for her is trying so hard. And if, and and then when she realizes it, it's really powerful to be loved for who she is. I think it's also super important to, to see and realize a lot of times when you have kids, the, the deep conversation and moments happen at all the wrong times. (laughs) Like I, I would love to go back in time and be able to schedule some things, (laughs) but it seems like I only have little windows into my kid's life and the older they get, the smaller they are, the busier they are, but it's so hard to be present for all those opportunities to have those deep connections because yeah, I do love them and care for them incredibly a lot. And there are, they are going through so many really hard times. All that to share, Perry. I I totally agree with you on, yeah, it it showed a good father-daughter relationship. And we don't see that that much in films. An accurate presentation of that relationship. From from a very young film director, too. (laughs) I mean, I thought that was incredible. Yeah. Shall we move into questions? Definitely. Yeah, I have one I, I thought of before I'd even rewatch the the film is, um, is it kind of a good starter question? Um, well, kind of, it could also get dicey, but um, what is your worst memory and your best memory from eighth grade? Ow. <laughs> yeah. I peaked in eighth grade, guys, so I've got some good <laughs> memories. But then the years after that were tough. Perry. <laughs> uh. I've got, I've got a, I've got two. One's lighthearted and one's deeper. Um, my lighthearted question is, what did the? Well, it's honestly not that lighthearted. What did this make movie make you feel? Did you feel cringe inside? Did you laugh and be like, oh, this is so dramatic or whatever? Um, what was the feeling? And then my kind of deeper, kind of soul searching question is, what do you? How do you think this movie would be different? Um, or how do you think your life would have been different in eighth grade had you known that you could be loved for who you are without needing to live up to all that pressure? That's good. Yeah, I I think you. I just kind of do your question of how did this movie make you feel and like what what in it really impacted you? Because I know for me, I felt I felt pain. <laughs> <laughs> from my own anxiety watching hers um but at the same time it felt like this is important yeah so what what really left an impact on you and also i think like what aspect of kayla and her story do you resonate most with um because mm-hmm. i think especially if you're i just know like middle school boys and middle school girls just like a lot of times inherently have different 
experiences. Um, and so if you're a man or a guy watching this, you might be like, oh, I don't really relate to this. Like, I didn't care about the popular kids, like whatever. But there's there's something in there. Trust me, that that, that hit you right where it hurts. Uh, yeah, what, we're one what of the was your kids? What was it? Yeah, maybe you were the popular kid. Like, what yeah. what was that thing that that hit you in the gut? The director talked about in like an interview that he specifically wanted the protagonist to be a young girl because in doing research on vlogs on YouTube and those kind of things, uh, the boys talked about video games and the girls talked about their souls. Mm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, young boys aren't thinking about that much, honestly. No, <laughs> just a this few. This movie things. proves what they're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> just a few things. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I, what about you? I kind of have two questions, and one was something Mel brought up earlier: was um, when did you find your your people, hmm. and what was that like for you? And kind of a more deeper question is for the parents: um, how what is your plan or how are you communicating to your kid that they are not a mistake and that they're valuable? Mm, that's good. I love that. I love that as well that we're like thinking about, you know, a question yeah. for the parents watching this with their kids. I also think yeah, this could definitely. be a question for a parent or for anyone else. Um, like what do you wish if you could step into your TV and like, what do you wish you could tell Kayla? Mm disclaimer for the film it is rated r but this was a highly contested rating because mm -hmm. as far as content um it was designed to be pg-13 it's just that some of the situations very like we talked about this is a very real example mm -hmm. of what eighth grade is like in and that i think time period. the rating system a lot of times when there's like younger people involved in the scenarios it gets an r just because mm -hmm it just feels weightier when there's young people involved yeah it was meant to be watched by eighth graders and their parents to understand each other better um, and it was meant to be cringe there there were it was meant to make you feel uncomfortable oh yeah for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. yep success um success <laughs> mission accomplished <laughs> fun fact the uh mac was originally going to supply all of the laptops and phones and stuff for the film. But they, uh, once they found out about the scene where she throws her iPhone and it breaks, they were really unhappy and decided not to give laptops what? and phones. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Dang it, Apple. Thanks for listening this week. Join us next time for another movie. Bye. Later. Bye. See ya. Thank you.